Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Welcome to the show, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, we're excited to have you. And... As a fellow designer from the past, like it feels like a previous lifetime at this point, it's fun to have someone else on the show who has kind of been in the same shoes we are and is pursuing the same things now. But I think the first thing I want to start out with is actually something that very rarely does do I ever hear anyone talking about. And it's talking about <laughs> purposely burning bridges. And lighten that shit on fire. Like what? Like normally, like don't ever burn bridges. You you never know when you're going to need it next, right? So talk to me about why you think people should be burning bridges and a little bit about what the decision making is that goes behind that. Yeah. So I always feel like I should be like, sorry, dad, because my whole life was don't burn your bridges. You stay at that job, right? You're nice to everyone. And then all of a sudden I get into business and I'm like, no, burn everything. It's not working. <laughs> like the complete opposite. But here's really the thing that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship is what starts to happen when you build a business that you're no longer happy with or offers that you're no longer happy with. And you almost feel like I did all this work to get out of the box, so to speak. And now I put myself in my own box. So mm -hmm. for me, my story kind of goes back to, yes, I am a graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. I was in an agency for seven years. I started doing freelance work on the side and I started realizing really quick that okay, I don't think I like this. Right? Um, I don't think I like doing this kind of work. And it just doesn't feel creative. It's I got into this to feel inspired and do work I love. But I feel like I'm just going into everyone else's constraints. So I was originally approached by a friend of mine to start an online business. And she's like, you could just share your story about what you're doing to get healthy. Like people are already asking you what you do. So I actually fell into the online space by accident. And for the first two years, it was great on the outside. So it's okay, you're replacing your income, you're working with clients, you're doing all these things. And I started to sit back and I'm like, I feel like I'm still at a nine to five. I'm just my worst boss. You know, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that I am not happy, but I didn't know what to do with that because that was my first online business. It was my first step out of even the design world. 
So at the time, I just sat there unhappy for about a period of six months. Yeah. And to be honest, I wound up going into a depression. And that is what pulled me out because I didn't realize how bad it got. But I was in this spot of, but this is what I do. If I left my job to do this, I don't understand what's the next piece. What is life now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? How how I felt at least in in that zone because I've been there as well. Like I personally was like, how ungrateful am yes. I? How ungrateful could I really be to really be unhappy about being my own boss, about like being able to quit my full time job, being able to like take pictures of all of these amazing people for a living, but I still didn't like it. Like. What's wrong with me? Yes. And you can't say that to anyone because I felt like if I did say it publicly, those that were just starting (laughs) out be like, oh, how does it feel to be able to have all this success and not be happy? I wish I had that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sucks to be you. (laughs) Or even to tell my husband, when it comes down to it, Mm -hmm. you've supported me through this whole crazy entrepreneurial journey. And then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? I'm still not happy. Like, really? Yay, surprise. <laughs> so now what? And it did lead to a summer where I started to spiral. I was very resentful of my own business, of my own people. People were commenting on social media or asking, hey, can you link me to this? Can you link me to that? And it's just that feeling of, I don't care, right? I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says. And it was in that moment that I went, you know what, I could sit here and be angry, resentful, and then trying to hide it all, right? Because of course, you don't want to share that. Which is what you were doing. Yeah. (laughs) Or I could try to start changing this. So what do I need to start eliminating? And that's when I realized I need to burn this entire bridge completely. And at that point, I actually had two businesses because I decided to fix the first business. I would just build another one. Um, yeah, yeah which was also service-based. So then I was just running the oh, two. I'm like, no. oh, I'm just multi-passionate. Like, I'm fine. And I turned to my husband and I go, I'm shutting down both businesses. Uh, how'd that go? Yeah, especially the fact that <laughs> one of them, one of them brought him home. Oh, so shit. So he's like, um... Um, you're firing. Yeah, me. I'm totally you're- supportive of you. However, this is our money, right? Like you can't just shut down our income streams because it sounds like a great <gasps> idea. Well, yeah. And that's when I had the full breakdown moment of you don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I literally don't want to wake up in the morning. I, can't, I don't I want to keep going. I don't want to do this. And we decided to create my current brand of, you know what, I'm just going to start running whatever business I want to. Like, I'm going to follow what I'm passionate about right now, which was serving a whole different niche, was totally changing it and starting to show people and honestly myself at the time that I could not only match the income I was already making, but I could do it by taking care of myself, that I could do it by working less because I was working 10 to 16 hours Mm -hmm. a day. And I knew it was possible just because I saw other people doing it, like people I legitimately knew were doing it, not just, you know, saying, <laughs> oh, I only worked three hours. <laughs> um, and once I started, I want to punch those yes, <laughs> I'm always just looking, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're not, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's not real at all. 
I'm working three hours and have a team of 27,000 people. Yes. And <laughs> a lot of times I think that's where we get wrapped up in where we start comparing mm-hmm. ourselves to totally different businesses. So that's what I was doing. And not only are you frustrated as it is, but you also feel like you're not good enough because how can I not manage this? These other people are three times Mm -hmm. as big as I am and they have more than enough time to do everything. When can I buy my plane ticket for my sabbatical in Paris? Like, why is my life not like that? I don't understand what's going on. I'm obviously doing something wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) And as it started, I created the brand, the Daydream Achiever brand, because really it was a way for me to go. The dream was never to work 24 seven, right? The dream was not to all of a sudden please everybody else but yourself. It was really to achieve whatever your version of success was. And I was taking this new journey. So I decided to. But as that brand started to unfold, it was crazy to see just how easy it became because once the Band-Aid was ripped off of burning bridges, I would create an offer, put it out there. If I liked it, awesome. Like it's working well. We're both serve, you know, being served in the relationship. If it's not, I'm done. Bye. Like I reserve the right to change my mind. And the biggest shift happened this past year in December of 2016. We were looking over our income, right? Because you're getting ready to wrap out the year and seeing where everything's coming from. And I go, you know, about 80% of my income is one-on-one work, which is nice, right? Like who doesn't want to be having clients that you love and all the great things that you see out there. But I was also starting to get chest pains because I do have anxiety. I've had it for most of my life. So I'm very aware of when I'm being triggered, but I didn't know it was that yet. Like, I'm just like, something's not right. And I'm not sure what it was. And I started realizing every time I looked at my schedule, that's when I was feeling it because I would see the blocks Mm -hmm. of time And that didn't allow me to, hey, want to go do lunch, want to do whatever, because I want to show up for my clients. Of course I do. But at the same time, I didn't want my schedule that way. So Mm -hmm. I made all these great plans for this year, for 2017. Mm -hmm. And within the first week of January, I was like, rip all the boards down. I'm switching my business Mm -hmm. to passive. And my mentor was like, you do know, like, this is going to, this is not an easy journey to do, right? Passive income is not just going to fall on your lap. Like, it's not passive, first of all. And I'm like, (laughs) there's no problem. I'll do the work. I'll show up. You know, that's okay. But I don't want to do one-on-one in this capacity anymore. I can't do it. Like, I feel that my anxiety is coming back and that I'm not okay with. I know where that can lead. So I sent an email to my list. Surprise, we're closing this thing down. This is your last opportunity for one-on-one. I can only book, I believe it was four four or five people at the time. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm out. done. And this mm-hmm. whole year between that, a few months after I wound up shutting down my Facebook group, I was like, you know what? This isn't working for my business anymore either. I feel mm-hmm. like yep. there's too much it wasn't light anymore. Like it started to feel heavy. And I've been using this like three questions that I definitely want to share as far as starting to see what bridges I need to burn because I've seen the result of it now. So now that we're towards the end of the year and I'm like, you know, we definitely had a lot of things change, right? We had a lot of systems to set up, which 
Luckily, I like to geek out on systems. So that was good. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I just need to stress to anyone listening, if you're making a shift like this in your business, it is not easy. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. it definitely wasn't easy for me. Now I'm on the other side of it, yeah. so to speak. Like now mm-hmm. I can see where everything was coming together. But when you are deciding to go ahead and burn a bridge for something, you still need time to build your new one, right? You still need that growth process. Your mindset is definitely going to tell you all kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. it's not something that just happens right away and everything is perfect. However, if you keep staying in the same spot with something that you are not happy about, whether it is the offers, the way you serve people, your messaging, it doesn't, you know, there's so many different things that we may not necessarily be happy about and you can change them. And honestly, you should, cause you should be evolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, totally. So is your husband still working with you? Yes. Nice. So, so now okay. he's at a different so capacity. It's like, okay, well now we're going <laughs> right, to move right. your job over to this <laughs> work in the background. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. So we got him covered. That's good. So let's go over some of those questions then, because I think like We've gone through this process as well. Almost every single thing that you're saying, I'm just like, yep, went through that. Yep, thinking that. And it's interesting to see how even as we've built the business as TCC as it is today and like loving it, loving it, loving it, how there are small bridges I feel like we're burning almost on like a monthly basis of just like we're recognizing now that that doesn't serve us anymore. It doesn't serve how we want to work, how we want to serve, how we want to live. Like let's burn it and get it out. And so it's almost like after your catastrophic giant flame of bridge. They're just like little tiny fires that you set like forever because it's never perfect. It's never always going to be serving you how you want because your life and your needs change. So what are the questions that we can ask ourselves when we're like, okay, am I ready to do this, to burn it? (laughs) So my first question to myself is always, does this feel heavy or light? Because so many times there are these things that feel heavy and we don't explore why because of whatever reason. Oh, it's okay. It's just a part of being in business. Well, if you're not happy with 80% of your business, there's a problem, right? Like, of course, 100% of things are not going to be perfect, but you know when something is legitimately heavy or light and that those things may not always stay the same way. So an example would be, let's say the Facebook group. I had it for about a year and a half. It was growing, engaged, Obviously, you're getting sales in there, different things like that. Mm-hmm. And I do love building community. And I saw that people, a lot of people were shutting down their Facebook groups. I'm like, oh, no problem. Yeah. Like, whatever works for you. That's that's totally your right. thing. I feel fine. So it's okay. And then all of a sudden, it started feeling really heavy. Like, what just happened? Although it was during a launch. So I went, let me wait till after the launch. Because, you know, <laughs> you can't go. trust launch yeah, emotions. Launch brain is not a good brain. No. <laughs> so I waited after. And then I still felt heavy. And I go, okay, that's number one. H- however, right. I'm also stubborn. So that's why we have the other two steps to catch sure. that. Like, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So the second one is is what this is giving you an actual ROI in your business? Because yes, we can, we have shiny object syndrome everywhere and we can get wrapped up in the busy work if we don't catch ourselves. So when I started to look at it, if it was the actual, let's use the Facebook group as an example, 
I started to look and seeing where the last launch that I had, where a majority of sales were coming from, it was the pop-up five-day challenges that I do, which I looked at the past three and the sales were from there and my email list. So you're right. The Facebook group actually isn't giving me the biggest return out of everything I do when I'm launching. Mm -hmm. So right away from a business perspective, okay, we have a we have an issue there. Now two things did not match. And then the third one, which is honestly the one that hits me in my gut when I start to think about it is, does this truly serve my ideal clients? And when it comes to it, one, if you are not excited about it, you're not serving your people because people can feel that. And that's what happened to me with one-on-one. If I'm dreading getting on the call and it has nothing to do with you, yeah. it's just that a girl's tired. Like I want to take a nap <laughs> or yes. whatever the case is. Yes. Am I really serving them? No way. Cause I'm not coming with my hundred percent. Right. And when it got to the Facebook group, well, the people that I serve have already been in business for a while. They're not brand new. Um, they already have enough on their plate. So giving them another group to come into and do that as a free group when, of course, there's other free groups out there. Right. Am I standing over here saying less is more and I'm giving them more to consume? Right. And I'm like, oh, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, like, we've yeah. officially hit all three. So while, yes, it is scary because my first thought was that's a visibility platform. Right. I'm a strategist. Of course, like I'm thinking about it from that place. But is it true that they're not going to see you anywhere else but a Facebook group? Absolutely (laughs) not. Right. And I also have plenty of friends who run businesses without ever starting a group. And it's fine. Well, and a couple of points I wanted to address from that going back to the is it heavy? Is it light? I feel like for me personally, the version of like, Yes, if it's heavy or yes, if it's light, you might be able to just change your offering a little bit. So for instance, like I couldn't do one-on-one coaching consulting. And I knew that about three months in, like I just couldn't do it. My anxiety went through the roof. I had the sweats and the, like the shakes and I couldn't eat. And I didn't feel comfortable serving my people like that. I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. I didn't feel like they were getting anything out of it. And I wanted to just cut that piece like, like very, very quickly. But I realized that as soon as we offered group coaching, where there was at least like six people, 10 people, 30 people, I was like shining rock star status and I could do it all day long. And so we just decided that's how we serve our people best, where we can still offer pretty much the same thing, but just in a different capacity that makes us shine really well and serves them really well. Well, And I think the other thing to point out with this is you literally could be looking at the exact same situation. Like, I, I could have a Facebook group and you could have a Facebook group. We could have the same audience and we could still answer those three mm-hmm. questions differently. And I think that's what's yep. so important is like, it's not the specific tactic or the specific um, who you're serving or what, what it is that's going on. It's, it's your perception of it. Like you have to go through this on an individual basis, even like presenting it to a spouse or a friend or whatever, they might analyze the same information differently just because they're not the one in it. Yes. And I think that's a thing that's so huge to really touch on is the fact that your business is, it's yours. 
So no mm-hmm. one can really make these decisions where we do see all these one set system, like do this just like me. But the truth is you're not wired like other people. So mm-hmm. you may not want to be on a certain platform or whatever the case is. And part of these questions is also trusting the answers that it's okay that your answers are different than somebody else's. And if you go against that, you're going against yourself. And that's why you're having this constant battle. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think the hardest, like the third question, I really want to linger on that one for a little bit because I think that's almost the hardest one to answer because separating the idea of, okay, does this serve my people? Well, like 
you want to think that the things that you're offering are serving them. So you want to say, oh, yes, it is. And it's it's providing all of these great things like a Facebook group provides community and it provides a space for them to get feedback, it provides a space for them to, um, you know, hire other people or brain dump or whatever. All of those are great things. But truly, like, do you know who you actually want to be serving? And so I love that you went through that with your with your own audience of, well, they're already at this point in their business and this is actually what they're needing and this isn't helping them. So ideally, like it seems like it's going to serve them. It seems great. And a lot of people are doing it. So why wouldn't I do it in my business? But just because you want it to work really well doesn't mean that it actually is. Yes. And that's something that even as I work with clients or people in my own membership and I see them saying, oh, I feel like I should do this. Like, right. should you? I don't know. Do you want Should to? You? you don't have to. There's right. a million different ways to create one business. Mm-hmm. And it's just choosing the one mm-hmm. that really does feel right for you and owning that, hey, it's okay if you only want to have a membership or a membership without a community at all. Just depends yeah. on yeah. whatever your business and your lifestyle is looking like. So my my question now is like, you've obviously burned down a lot and started over. But I'm wondering... <laughs> Was there anything where you went through that exercise and you said, you know what, like, I'm not going to burn it to the ground, but I'm just not going to put my time and attention there? Yes. So there's actually two things. So my one-on-one offerings, originally, like I scrapped anything that was long-term and I wound up coming back in the summer and I went, you know what, I kind of miss my people a little bit. So (laughs) I do have these intensives I do. It's so rare around there, but it fits best with me because as I went through the questions, I went, you know what, now let me just tweak it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I needed to change Mm -hmm. the offer. And then another thing actually happened with a program that I had. So as I went through, it was, okay, why does this feel heavy? And it was actually Mm -hmm. taking out the Facebook group component and making it more of a self-study So it wasn't that the content was bad or anything like that. It just needed a tweak in the way it was currently set up. So I was able to see, not that it was just heavy, but exploring that. Why is it heavy? What parts are? And are those parts that can either be taken away or maybe outsourced? Because some people it's heavy and Mm -hmm. it's because you just don't have the VA or whoever to support that in your business. So starting to break those offers down and yeah. seeing what the real issue is. Do you need to scrap the whole thing or mm-hmm. just tweak it? Well, and I think a prime example for for us on a smaller scale was we wanted to not burn the blog. Like we wanted to keep what was already there because it was great. But we were like, if we write one more post, I'm going to like scratch my eyeballs out. But we also knew that it was a great return. It like built our visibility. We relied on it a lot. So we didn't want to do it for all of those reasons. So we asked ourselves, okay, what part of the process are we hating? What part of the process do we want to burn? It wasn't writing. It wasn't brainstorming ideas. And it wasn't putting that content out. It was all the after work. Mm-hmm. editing it, formatting it, making the graphic, uploading it, scheduling it, all of those other tasks. So that was one of the first VAs that we got into our system to be like, can you take over this piece that we hate so much so we can keep doing the thing that we know is serving our people really well? Yes. And I did. it's funny you say that because I did the same thing. I'm like, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I can shoot a vlog or whatever the case is, but I don't want to touch it. But out. then I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Yes. We have luckily someone coming in. It's because the same thing for like our vlog and our podcast and the blog where I'm like, I just want to do the content and then I want to be out. So now we at least recognize we need to be getting some people set up beforehand before we say yes to adding on different content for our business and for our audience, because we know we're not going to want to like finish it. We just want to create it and do it because that's what we're good at. (laughs) And I think that starts to open up of what are your true strengths and are you honoring yeah. those? Because if something feels heavy, most likely it's because you are mm-hmm. doing pieces in there that either don't fulfill you from an internal standpoint, or it's just not your skill set in general. You're just not yeah. good and at it. And that's okay. <laughs> You're not supposed to be good at yes. everything. Yes. So talk to us about how this could work for physical product-based businesses as well. So I know a lot of people who like, they could ask these same questions about like literal products in their shop. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing with that, and let's say we have, we can use an Etsy seller, for example, where they have Mm -hmm. multiple products, Mm -hmm. but they know that when somebody orders this one, it's custom made, it takes them so much time that Mm -hmm. right away they start feeling heavy. Why don't they just order the other thing (laughs) that only takes me five minutes to put together? And part of that is asking yourself, why does that make you feel so heavy? Is it because you're underpricing yourself Mm -hmm. for that offer? Mm -hmm. So you need to go ahead and raise. Probably. (laughs) You definitely need to raise those prices. So it does honor the time that you're putting in. You know, you do have a lot of heart in it. You obviously are creative. So it's okay to price because of that. Um, It is taking Mm -hmm. time away from your life, your family, whatever the case is. And just because you enjoy it doesn't mean you shouldn't make money from it. So either one, raising the price or two, are you done with that product? You know, is that something that yes, it's had its run. It's been great. Maybe I'll bring it back as a special at certain times of the year. But for right now, I'm just going to take it off the store because I have other things. So of those other things, then you just start running your numbers again. So how many do I have to sell to make up for the one that I took away? And okay, what am I going to do to market my store? Because yes, you are going to come up in the search in certain ways, but you still have to go out there and promote exactly what it is that you have. So being willing to cut some of those things. And especially as a creative mind, like those are all your little children, right? Like I really, (laughs) I put a lot of heart into them. So being willing to take them off sometimes can be hard because, oh, but all the memories, right? Like we've we've gone through a journey, but trusting the fact that your business will actually grow faster when you have things in your shop that you are genuinely excited about in this moment. And that that can change and you can change your shop around as needed. Love it. So I want to go back to when you decided to be a passive business because we did, we made the same decision. It was in January of 2016 that we took down all of our services and like figured shit out. So what did that look like for you? What was your lag time? What was your game plan? Because we've shared what that looks like for our audience where we were like, making $12 one month. And so I would love to hear your version and how you, you know, went around. Yes. And I will totally share that it was a mess to start with, because you essentially are rebuilding the whole business. You know, and it's crazy, because all of a sudden, you feel brand new. And I know for me, one of my biggest struggles was I did see my income dip. Like, what does this mean? Like, I'm not, I can't, play the numbers the same way. Like I'm losing money. I'm not 
quote unquote legit anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on right now, but I need to trust this process. And pretty sure it doesn't look very good from that income standpoint (laughs) of trusting. So the first thing that I had to do is really start to put out all of my offers. So I, of course I was doing one-on-one, but I love to create programs and courses and things like workshops, all that good stuff. So content creation isn't an issue for me, but I realized that I had all this stuff and I wasn't really selling it. So I wasn't focused on the things that actually could be passive already in my business. Instead, I was selling the one-on-one because it was easier and obviously was making more money at the time. So I had to lay out all of my offers and then go right and I love doing this exercise whenever I need clarity in my business is the love letter to your ideal client. So who do I want to serve right now with my passive offers? Who is going to actually not only buy them, but go through them, get results and be served in a bigger way. So writing that out and then putting it against my offers and saying, okay, based on this person, which ones do I need to burn for right now? They just need Mm -hmm. to kind of go away. I can bring them back later if I find I want to update them or whatever the case is. But how can I simplify this and start to develop this first passive stream? Because of course I want multiples, but it starts with one. (laughs) So I picked my, my top selling course and one that I know will also serve them. Took that course and started running webinars okay, I need to start running this webinar for about eight weeks straight until I get the winning webinar, which I feel like a lot of people don't realize you don't get your winning webinar on the first one. So you have to run it live a couple times. And if I'm going to make this evergreen in order to truly make this a passive program, then I have to go through this series. So for about two months, I was just running these webinars, having the ads come to webinars, starting to nurture those relationships, selling that first product so I can see, all right, let's test this. And then I can start to duplicate it along the way. But I need to find what my formula is, what my system is for people. So I went through the whole process and it was... There were a lot of, um, there were celebrations and also some like really angry moments which come when you're, you know, setting up this evergreen piece. And then once I got the winning webinar, it was, okay, that part is the first passive product that I am going to Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And we're going to remove the Facebook group. We're going to remove those pieces for just this one. So I lowered the price and said, I'm okay with that because it's passive. So great. And then from there, I started to introduce tripwires into my business, which essentially is going to be a very small offer that you can put on your opt-in thank you page. So they're already signing up and then you go, hey, for a limited time, you can get this, this piece of content Mm -hmm. for only $27 or $9, which may not seem like a lot, but if you're building your list, it it adds up up. very quickly. So this told me, okay, I'm going to go through all of my existing content because I had five-day challenges and workshops and everything, and just repurpose it because I can turn that into passive income as well. So knowing that every time somebody opts in, they're going to get a mini offer from me, and then it's going to lead to the webinar for this program. So let me keep it as simple as that for right now and go from there. So once I started getting that running, I'm like, okay, we're getting 800 bucks from tripwire offers. Okay. We have a 697 offer that's selling passively. 
we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. And it's still not equally my one-on-one yet, but I can see it's just a matter of scaling that Mm -hmm. up and testing it out. And then from there, as we were starting to scale that up, I opened up a membership community. So this was something that I wanted to do for about a year, but something inside the year before just kept saying, you're not ready. You're just, you're not ready to take on something like that. I knew a lot of people with memberships. I knew what it took. Well, memberships take a lot of work. And because I knew that, I'm like, I don't want to put that on myself. And all of a sudden it hit me like, this is the time. You're actually ready. You have the time, the space in order to open something like this. And you have the content already, which makes it so much easier. So in May this year, I launched the membership. And when I started seeing the women that were coming in in the first round, I'm obsessed. Like, I'm not even yeah, going to fake yeah. it. I'm obsessed with you guys. I think you are amazing. You're exactly yeah. who I wanted to call in. Like, I can't even believe this is happening. That's and awesome. the rest of the year has been, okay, scaling that up and then starting to create. That's now my core offer within my business is the membership. So restructuring our funnels to have it lead to that. And everything else becomes these downsell offers. So it really was this series of, okay, this month, what is our offer focus? What are we doing to turn that into passive? And then trusting and testing and going with that. Once that's in a good spot, okay, what's next? And starting to add those pieces. And now we're at a place where we don't have to create something else as far as it's not about more offers. It was that we needed to find that simplicity with what we had, test them all out. And then once they're up and running, okay, great. Now my job, obviously the work is not done, right? So now I can be in there. Now you get to go to Paris on your sabbatical. Absolutely. Like I'm taking three months (laughs) off. (laughs) Everything's just going to run. And this is where I started to see this is what actual leveraged income looks like where I yeah. can have yeah. that one to many. And that's probably what you experience in the group program. When you guys start, it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> we don't have to do all yeah. this one-on-one. Like this feels good. Exactly. And that that yeah. absolutely changed. Like this year, it's so funny, the goals that I set at the beginning, and then I wound up lighting them all on fire. And yeah. it's been beautiful because it yeah. changed in a whole different way. And I didn't expect it. But looking back, I'm super thankful that I was willing to do it because there were a lot of scary decisions. And I'm assuming the same thing for you guys. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Oh my God. The amount of times. Terrifying. The amount of like, times what did we just do yes. is a lot. It still happens. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> so how long did it take you or have you gotten there yet to replace your one-on-one service income? Yep. We are there now. We officially hit at the beginning of yeah, September girl. and I was like, it's finally happened, right? Nice. And then I, I love that. Love that now, yes, there's one-on-one as far as like the intensives, but it's become something that is the icing on on the cake in business. So yeah. it's yeah. hey, you know what? You sound like an awesome person. I can definitely help you. Like I'm excited to help you. I would love to do an intensive yeah. together. And I have time for it. I don't have to book them, yeah. right? Either way. And it totally changed one-on-one for me because yeah, I it's there, but it can really just be fun. Well, and it's almost like it's like not like a application process, but like you're spending so much time almost vetting them to where you're like cherry picking the people. You're like, this would be perfect for you. 
I feel fulfilled to work with you. Let's kind of make this happen instead of like getting just the requests on your website and then chatting with the person and then getting to know them and that whole process. It's totally different. It really is. And even where we're starting to head as we go into the new year is that that option, even though it's it's not always available just because time-wise, but at the same time, it will only be available to people in the membership. So that starts to bring, (laughs) you know, another level as well into my own business. And I love that because they already, everyone knows each other. Yeah. Yeah, It's very easy to go in from there. Well, you, I love it. I love seeing that journey and hearing from someone else who's made that process. And you definitely, uh, I feel like made it more strategic than we did because <laughs> we didn't really, like we didn't have a lot of passive offers and we weren't really paying attention to that kind of aspect. And I feel like it's really just this year and going into 2018 that we're doing a lot of the true passive. Like we've said from day one, when we've left our clients, like we want a passive business, but everything we do now is live, <laughs> everything. And so I'm like, okay, let's actually do that. (laughs) And it's so funny how excited I still get for a $27 sale when it comes up in my email because I obviously still want all the notifications. Like, I didn't have to do anything. Yes. Like, I legit Uh had that running. It feels so good. Yes. Well, and like they buy it and because we have our $29 product, that's our gateway drug to everything Mm -hmm. else. I'm like, not only I'm I'm like, it's working and people are just buying it on their own, but I'm like, and they're ready for other things now. Yes. (laughs) And it automatically builds that no like trust factor in a whole different way. It's, oh, oh, if she brings this kind of value for this amount, what is in the membership or what is in the next program or whatever they're exposed to? I love it. Yay. Well, let's yeah. go ahead and head into talk strategy to me. Yeah. So yeah. I want you right. to go back and give some people some foresight on how to really make those decisions. I know you talked about the three questions, but if you and maybe recap those, just yeah, so we can. Yeah. Let's recap the, the three questions you should ask about burning bridges and then any other like advice tidbits they should just have to make that happen. Yes. So the first one is really starting to evaluate if it feels heavy or light to you. So when you are asking yourself, Mm -hmm. journal out why does it feel heavy and ask yourself first, is it because that needs to be changed? So it just needs to be tweaked. Or did you see that list and go, okay, this actually needs to go in general. Everything about it feels heavy. This is not something I can outsource. This is not something that can change. It's just no longer serving my business because I've evolved. My business has evolved and that's okay. So being able to make that distinction for yourself and know that if it feels heavy for a day, (laughs) that doesn't count. But if it feels heavy for you know, an extended period of time where like something's just not right, explore that for yourself. Do the favor of really starting to create the business that you want where, yeah, we can all say that as a catchphrase, but you have to do this work to actually make it happen. And then the second one is to really ask yourself if this is giving you an ROI. And for some people, you may not know because you're not tracking your numbers, which (laughs) I get is not sexy in business. I don't like doing it. (laughs) Like it's okay. But If you really do want to go out there and make the kind of income and the impact that does serve people on this bigger level, you've got to know your numbers and that's going to be able to allow you to have more of this reach and more of this impact. So being able to look and say, from this idea, 
am I really getting a return? Which to be honest on the one-on-one, yeah, I was like, that answer is a yes. But the problem was Mm -hmm. that the other two answers, you know, were the the issue. So that was very eye-opening that, okay, two out of three did not pass the test. So is it giving you a true ROI? And then the third one is, does it truly serve your ideal clients? So when you really get to the core of it, which is why market research is super helpful of knowing who your people are and what really does serve them, do they need that offer, that service, whatever the case is, or do they need the energy that you're bringing to it? You know, either one of those is not going to be serving your people. So making sure you ask yourself that. And I would say the other strategy that I use completely Completely. It was something I learned in the first year and I'm so glad mm-hmm. is to put your blinders on to what everybody else is doing and focus on your own business. And I know it's hard because you want to compare, you want to get ideas from other people. There's so many different things, but the truth mm-hmm. is, you know, yep. the answers inside, like you really, really do. And once you start to trust that you can burn anything and you always reserve yes. the right to change your mind. So if you burn a bridge, like I did with one-on-one, it's like, no, I burned it down. (laughs) But then I took one little Uh element of it that works for me. And that's okay. Or if you close your Facebook group and then go, change my mind. So send something to your email list and say, we're back at it. Let's open it back up. That's totally okay for you to do in business. What's not okay is for you to be looking at what everyone else is doing and just chasing all these different paths that don't lead to your version of success, whatever that is. And yours probably looks different than mine. And that's a beautiful thing. You just have to honor your own. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. That was super helpful. Thank you for having me. Why don't you tell everybody where they can hang out with you online? Yes. So I am over at the daydreamachiever.com. And also, if you want to learn three ways to scale your business beyond one-on-one, you can go to the daydreamachiever.com forward slash scale up. And that will give you a guide that will go you, take you through three different ways to create passive income in your business. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.